Okay, it's a very short day, but I want to share with you some uh, new insights on Parshas um, Miketz, it should say. Parshas Miketz. Um, I guess that's a mistake. It says Vayeshach. Okay, I want to welcome uh, my dear friend Reb Chaim Zeman, who's here live in studio today. I want to thank Reb Chaim for a tremendous work in promoting the Shurim and... We wish him bracha v'hatzlacha b'chol ma'aseyadav. And it's an honor to have him here live and in studio. I want to share with you a few uh, original ideas on Parshas Miketz. <clears throat> now, Rashi says in Perak Membez Pasuk Yeralef, they're talking to Yosef, they're debating with Yosef, and they say, no, we're not spies! We're all sons of the same man. We're all brothers. Now, they were obviously talking about themselves. So Rashi says, God sprinkled in the heavenly spirit and they didn't say, um, because what they meant was, all of us are brothers, including you, King King Safnas Paneach. So Rashi learns that Hashem put Ruach HaKodesh in their words. By the way, similarly, when Yehuda tells Yaakov, come, let's go down to Mitzrayim, Venichia, we will live and we won't die, says Rashi, Yehuda also, Hashem sprinkled in Ruach HaKodesh, that by going down to Mitzrayim, it will be Vatechi Ruach Yaakov Aviyam. So I have one simple question here. The question is, why did God sprinkle in Ruach HaKodesh into the words of the Shvatim? They were not aware that Yosef was their brother. They were not aware when they said that they were including Yosef. So then, of what benefit was it that God sprinkled in Ruach HaKodesh in their words to mean that all of us, including you, are B'nai Yishechon HaNachnu? Or furthermore, um, when Yehuda said to Yaakov, Venichia, he had no idea that what would happen would be that through this Yaakov Vina would live. So why did God do that to his words? What's the, what's the objective of that? So you could say very simply that Yaakov Avinu lost his divine connection. We know that God did not communicate with Yaakov all those years. And probably the Shvatim were likewise somewhat affected by this. But as they're getting closer to revealing themselves, um, as they're getting closer to un- uh, uniting with Yosef and Yosef revealing himself to them, so it's not that Hashem will now suddenly speak to Yaakov Avinu or suddenly speak to the Shvatim, but slowly, slowly, uh, or as Rashi says, that Yaakov saw that there was Shever b'Mitzrayim, Slowly, slowly, Hashem is beginning to show Himself to Yaakov and the brothers. But perhaps we could say further. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu orchestrates events, what is the manner, what is the procedure with which He orchestrates events? How did Hashem bring about that the brothers should have a change of heart and they should desire the Achva again? How did HaKadosh Baruch Hu bring about that Yaakov Avinu's spirit should be restored? Certainly the brothers 
had regret and they had feelings of tshuva. But the way Hashem was Yoitzer and Poyel and brought about that Yaakov Avinu should be revived, that the brothers should want the Achva of Yosef, is that by they saying the words, Kulanu b'nei ish echad anachnu, and Hashem putting into those words, Ruach HaKodesh, that that includes Yosef, that was Poyal, that influenced them, that now they all want to be Kulanu b'nei ish echad anachnu. Furthermore, when Yehuda said, let's go and we will live, those words were infused with Ruach HaKodesh, and that had an effect that it made Yaakov Avinu want to come, that it that it brought to fruition that Yaakov Avinu would be revived. Okay. Another idea. And by the way, if you want to see this uh, printed inside, you can go to our site, rabbidg.com every week. They're uploaded to the site, or you could get it um, at your email every Arab Shabbos. Um, you could sign up at rabbidg.com. Okay. Yosef HaTzadik says, Es ho'eloikim ani God, I fear. God, I fear. What does that mean? God, I fear. Perhaps we could explain based on the Shla. The Shla says that Yosef was Nisgalgel as none other than the great Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was the one who was Doiresh, all the S's in the Torah, including as Hashem Aleikecha Tira, Lerabais Tamide Chachamen. So therefore, Yosef is being Merames. You know who I am. He's sort of revealing. I will be none other than Rabbi Akiva, who is able to be Doiresh. Es Hashem Aleikecha Tira, Lerabais Tamide Chachamen. Another. So, it's interesting that Yosef imprisoned Shimon. Why? Because he's the one who send, said to, um, he's the one who threw Yosef into the pit. He's the one who said to Levi, look who's coming, the Balach Aloimais. Now, why did the brothers sell Yosef? We learned many times from the Shlach Kadosh that the brothers sold Yosef because they deemed him a Moirid B'Malchus. He was having visions of grandeur. He was having uh, dreams of grandeur. And they felt he was usurping the Malucha from Yehuda. So it comes out, the primary individual who stands up for Malchus Yehuda is Shimon. Maybe that's the reason why Shimon in Eretz Yisrael, his Nachala, is interspersed in the Shevet of Yehuda. Because from time immemorial, he's the one who's sort of self-appointed to preserve the Malchus based of it. Now, <clears throat> let me tell you um, two more. So the Pasuk says, they came to Yaakov, their father. Interesting. It says the brothers came back to Yaakov, their father. We don't know that Yaakov is their father. How many times, why does it have to say they came and they returned to Yaakov, their father? Perak Membez Pasuk Chavtes. Of course we know Yaakov is their father. Maybe we could say, Rashi earlier says in Parshish Vayishlach, Shnei Bnei Yaakov, the two sons of Yaakov. 
Rashi says, even though Shimon and Levi were Yaakov's sons, they didn't act like sons. Sons always ask their father advice, and they didn't ask their father advice. So from here we see that it is the proper practice of a son not to do something without asking the advice of a parent. That's the sign of loyalty, where somebody doesn't do something unless they ask. And because Shimon and Levi didn't ask Yaakov, the Torah is saying, they're not acting like his sons. Ah! But here, they return to Yaakov, their father, because the Pasuk goes on to say, they told Yaakov, call Hakoi They said everything that happened, even though maybe they should be concerned. Yaakov should have, may, maybe would have said to them, really, this is what's happening to you? Uh, you know, maybe you're getting what you deserve for what you did to Yosef. Still, they acted like Yaakov was their father in, in terms of what? In terms of telling him everything that happened. Okay. Perak Membez, Pasuk Lamedhe. It's very interesting. So, Levi checked his sack and he found the money and he got really nervous. So, we don't know what happened. And then all the brothers go home and as they're telling Yaakov what, what happened with Yosef, so the Pasuk says they're unloading their sacks. And what do you know? They found the money in their sack. I don't understand. If when Levi was in Egypt, he opened up his sack and he found the money, then why did the brothers wait till they got home to open up their sacks? They should have been worried and concerned well, maybe they got framed as well. Maybe something suspicious in their sacks. Why didn't they check earlier to see uh, if something was in their sacks? Why are they opening it up now? Maybe the answer is that they didn't want to get nervous. You know, there's an idea. They once asked the Chassam Soifer, are you allowed to learn Maseches Mayid Katan? It's about mourning, it's about that. So Sam Sefer says, if you're, if you're not worried, then it's okay. But if you're worried, then it could weaken your mazel. Once Levi found the money in his sack, maybe the brothers didn't want to, so to speak, give in to anxiety and worry and open up the sack as if they're concerned. And then perhaps Isra Mazle. So they just acted calm with Bitachain. They weren't worried. They didn't anticipate anything went wrong. So the question is, so why did Levi check originally? So you say it like this. Levi checked because it says he opened up a sack to feed his donkey. And and uh, when he opened up a sack to feed his donkey, he found the money. So the question is, why is only Levi feeding his donkey? The other brothers don't have to feed their donkey? We find later on when all the brothers were returned to the house of Yosef, they all did feed their donkeys. So you could say, you know why Levi was feeding his donkey? Because Levi needed to eat. And he couldn't eat before he fed his donkey. Say, so why did Levi need to eat? Well, Rashi says, Levi is ha'echad. He was just separated from Shemayin. So this was very lonely for Levi. Levi was now, for the first time in his life, without his tag team, without Shimon. So Levi had a degree of daiga, maybe chalishas hadas. So he needed to be mechazik himself. 
So he needed to eat. He needed to eat. He had to open up the sack. He opened up the sack. He found the money. But the other brothers, they didn't, they weren't, they didn't want to worry. They want to be nishazik because they don't want it to be Isra Mazle. But later on, when they're all taken back to Yosef's house, because the, because of the goblet and everybody is being taken to the house of Yosef, ah, uh, then Taka, they are worried. They are worried. They have Chalisha Adad. They're hungry. They're hungry. They gotta feed the donkeys. Okay. That's the, uh, the shear on the Parsha. Okay. Now I'm gonna tell you, um, we're still going. I'm gonna tell you some, uh, imponderables on the Parsha. One second.